Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, of course, powered by Overtime Media. Happy New Year. This is Jake Kokorowski, senior writer from BadgerBlitz.com, your Rivals.com destination for all things on the recruiting trail inside Camp Randall Stadium, of course, on the court of the Cole Center. And I got another senior writer here, Ben Wargle, Benjamin Wargle here. Uh, Happy New Year, my friend. And, you know, just to let's get things started on this, you know, right as we're about ready to record, we hear Fayon Hicks, cornerback, redshirt senior, fifth-year senior cornerback, declaring for the NFL draft. Uh, he put on his Instagram, the last paragraph, I've built so many relationships during my time at Wisconsin, and it's hard to say goodbye. But with that being said, I will forego my extra year of eligibility and enter the NFL draft, once a Badger, always a Badger, on Wisconsin, and, and his signature below that. Ben, you know, before we get into talking the Las Vegas Bowl win, the what's ahead with a couple of key positions that you're looking at for 2022, kind of a sneak peek way too early discussion your thoughts on Fayon Hicks leaving and you know multi-year starter since 2018 and uh, leaves to try to pursue an NFL dream yeah not surprising I, I know he had spoken uh, kind of lead into the the final weeks of the year saying that he had not completely shut the door on returning but you know he had played in 39 games he'd started 39 games excuse me I think he played in 44 you know he was you know one of those those players that I thought Early on, had a lot of freshman hiccups, a lot of PI calls, a lot of holding calls, just kind of get lost in coverage uh, early on. And you saw him mature and develop over his time to where I thought he was Wisconsin's best corner this year and perhaps even last year, uh, especially when they moved him inside and played more of the slot after Richard Wild Goose went down. I thought he really found a niche there. And, you know, those numbers, the stats of tackles kind of are misleading for how good a player is and he finished ninth with 20 tackles, but he led the team and, and Pat's broken up with 10. And I don't think teams really tested him all that much. Um, and it, it was a hard Wisconsin secondary to attack because of the amount of experience on it. And so Hicks really stood out to me this past year. Now I don't think him returning next year would increase his draft stock all that much. I think he, by this point, you kind of are what you are and he has a lot of tape. Uh, on him to, to kind of show NFL executives. And so I think for him, naturally, the next step is ma- making a jump to the NFL. Now, I don't think he's going to be a relatively high draft pick. I don't think he's going to be a top 100 guy. Maybe if with a good pro day, good combine, good individual workouts, he can maybe sneak into somewhere in those mid rounds. But, you know, he's probably going to be you know, a, a late second day or early third day pick. And, you know, who knows what you can do when you get there. Um, so, it's just it's another it's another senior that Jim Lehrer has to replace next season. I'm sure we're going to talk about that here shortly. But you know, you look at the secondary, uh, no Fan Hicks anymore, no Caesar Williams, who's exhausted his eligibility. Colin Wilder right. is not coming back, and Scott Nelson is not coming back, even though he had another year of eligibility. So um, it's going to be a brand new defense uh, for Jim Leonard, and you know you can't 
blame Van Hicks for making that decision. Right. Absolutely. I think he did. You know, he was Wisconsin's thing best corner this year. Oh, it's hard because in terms of versatility, I think that's true. I, I thought Caesar Williams low key had a, a solid year where I didn't feel like a lot of teams attacked him a lot, you know, a lot in that regard, mm-hmm. you know, and he, you know, him and Scott Nelson were both tied uh, with uh, for second on the team and pass breakups with six this season. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it will be a, a change in this, team and whatnot uh, if you guys go to badgerblitz.com on our youtube page i spoke with dean ingram a couple of weeks ago just talking about his goals and whatnot check that interview out just because he talks about his goals and that was of course before Fayon hicks came to his decision but you know he discussed what he and, and dean's going to have a, a prominent role uh who's been the slot corner corner you know for wisconsin this season pr- primarily and then alexander smith who started in place of hicks couple days ago during the Las Vegas bowl. Uh, we'll see what Samar Melvin who didn't dress for the game against Arizona state. He may be, he'll be put up there. Dante Burton and Duran Harrell are no longer there. So what can Amon Williams walk on do? What can uh, Ricardo Hallman and Al Ashford, two true freshmen from the season. Ashford was injured and out for the majority of it. If not, I think the entire season there. So a lot to discuss there. And like I said, Ben and I will get into some position groups, especially with the news of Hicks coming up. But Ben, you and I, you know, kind of looking back on that 20 to 13 win for Wisconsin over Arizona state. Great first half offensively, second half, very barren with the amount of injuries uh, that took place. Either what was who players were unavailable for that game uh, with the, pregame status report that we we received, but also during the game with some key injuries on offense. But in your eyes, we're going to do one takeaway each. What was one takeaway you had from the victory that sent Wisconsin to a nine and four record overall? Well, the immediate takeaway was it was not a pretty game to watch, um, especially (laughs) the second half uh, offensively, just because of what you mentioned, just with how depleted this team was. Uh, from a receiving standpoint, you know, without Danny Davis to start the game, Kendrick Pryor goes down and then Jake Ferguson, who really Graham Mertz has leaned on throughout the course of the season, he goes down and can't return. So it's pretty much the Braylon Allen show. And I thought Allen ran well, um, especially after what we saw at the end of the the regular season uh, with, with, with how poorly everyone played in Minnesota. You could tell everyone was kind of running on fumes a little bit, and I thought Allen looked refreshed. Um, he ran hard. He ran aggressive, especially on that final drive, which was just such a, a Wisconsin drive, you know, to, to milk off the last you know 10 minutes of the game, like 9.57 to be exact, and to never give Arizona State the ball when they had all the momentum, it felt like, going into that fourth quarter. And that just deflated them, and it, it won them the game. And, you know, Wisconsin – kind of has had the theme here over the last several years of and the basketball team has the same philosophy too, you know, gritty, not pretty. And you know, the grit factory that kind of came up this year from Colin Wilder that it just, just finding ways to get the job done without style points. Now that to me was important to, to end the season on a positive note, no matter how you did it to get to nine wins, nine wins looks like about better than eight. But my other takeaway after watching the uh, college football playoff semifinals uh, last night is that Wisconsin's got a long way to go to get to that point. Um, They are on a a whole different level than what Alabama and Georgia are. And even, 
you know, what Cincinnati and Michigan are to a degree. Um, Wisconsin has got a lot of work to do to take that next step. And the Badgers have been a good team over the course of the last couple of years. They haven't been a, a great team. And I think a lot of fans are kind of wondering when Wisconsin can make that leap back from good to great. They were great for a number of years early in Paul Chris' tenure, and now we've seen them slide back a little bit here, uh, with the exception of the Rose Bowl, uh, you know, now three seasons ago. What can Wisconsin do to consistently get to a higher level and compete consistently at a higher level? And, you know, it's going to be an important offseason to try to answer that question to figure it out. Right. For for me in the game, I was looking at, and I think it stood out to a bunch of people, but the amount of young players stepping up and participating, yeah. uh, some due to injury where, you know, Danny Davis was unavailable. And then Kendrick Pryor obviously was out for the rest of the game after he suffered an injury against the sun devils. So you had Marcus Allen already first drive of the game, a 31 yard reception on a third down, uh, which by the way, Graham Mertz four or five on third down for 88 yards and all four completions on that down went and moved the chain. So I thought that was an impressive stat for Mertz to close out. Although he wasn't necessarily called upon and he had a not great pick in that first uh, half as well. But uh, anyways, Allen was, you know, stepped up. You saw Skylar Bell reel in probably maybe one of the prettier passes, maybe top five passes that Graham Mertz made this season rolling to his left, which is tough for a right-handed quarterback and, you know, puts the ball on the money where only Bell can make a catch and he rolls in. So, you know, that, those are only, you know, they only had one catch amongst each other, right? You know, each between, you know, with those two, but I think maybe for me, it's kind of the weird hype of the younger players on defense where, I'll call it weird just because we don't know what's going to happen, obviously, in spring ball, fall camp. It's way too early, so everyone kind of gets the hype train, but it's hard to deny the the snaps that Daryl Peterson got at outside linebacker, and both Noah Burks and Nick Herbig started yesterday, or not yesterday, but two days ago. And so seeing those two, I'm looking at pro football focus. They readjusted their snap count. I have to update our snap count article, but it looks like Daryl Peterson had 17 snaps uh instead of 20 uh that they reported yesterday but then also you had someone like jordan turner have seven uh seven snaps you know and he i think what stood out to me most about jordan turner out of those reported seven snaps he had four tackles and one was for loss which was on a key play when arizona state went down deeper into wisconsin territory in that second half and he comes up and, you know, John Torchio forces Jaden Daniels to stop, you know, and kind of re- try to readjust and try to make a play, but he stops the momentum and Turner, you know, picks it up and cleans it up for a huge, I think it was a seven yard loss. And so, you know, I was really kind of my thing. You saw Hunter Wooler get in there too. He had a TFL uh, in that second half as well. So you saw the future a little bit, although you saw the seniors and others trying you know, treat with just how battered the team was in terms of being players unavailable. In my eyes, you know, you saw what could be, and we'll see what happens down the road. If those five will be featured more next season. So uh, to me, it was really interesting. I mean, I guess with those for you, Ben, you've been doing this a long time too. Is it hard as a, you know, veteran reporter, but you see these younger guys step up and, and have pretty good games, all things considered to not have this hype for them going into next season. Or is that, you know, the hype train justified, you know, when you see what they've done, you know, this, you know, with these you know, in just one bowl game. Well, I think, I think there is a lot of hype because of 
that 2021 recruiting class was so highly valued and highly regarded across the spectrum, no matter which recruiting service you buy into, that was a top 15, top 20 recruiting class, the best recruiting class that Paul Chris and his staff have signed and the best in the history of Wisconsin recruiting, which dates back 20 years, the beginning of the internet recruiting era. So, and all these players that you mentioned, or a good chunk of them, are from that class. You know, Marcus Allen's from that class. Hunter Wooler's from that class. And so you expect these players who were high three-star, four-star kids coming out of high school who had all sorts of Power Five offers, offers from the likes of Michigan and Ohio State's teams that are playing in New Year's Six bowl games to have an impact on your program. And the, the fact that we saw a snippet of that uh, in Las Vegas and that snippet, I think, was encouraging should get fans excited about where this program is going to go because this is going to be a huge spring moving forward because there are so many established seniors or veterans who are not going to be on this roster anymore, and that's going to open up opportunities for some of these younger guys to have bigger roles. Like Peterson, you know, 17 snaps, and he played well. Hunter Wohler, his limited snap count, he made a great TFL in this game too. Now you're going to have that expanded, you know, two times, three times more. That creates a bigger opportunity for those players to make those type of plays. So, now, bowl prep is – bowl games are so important for – for multiple reasons, but one is you get those young guys to start playing more and you get a closer look at them because, you know, people forget, you know, during the season, Wisconsin staff isn't looking at Hunter Wohler and, and the impact he can make because, you know, Hunter Wohler and those other guys, they're running scout team. They're running opponents' um, plays. They're not practicing their own playbook very much. And now when you get into bull prep, the seniors and the veterans and the starters, they get some time off. They get some time to rest. And those bull prep practices over the years have been so important for those guys to start flashing in front of the coaching staff, to give them the confidence going into spring that they are um, where they need to be or they're beyond where they need to be or they need more work to do. And that fuels them going into winter conditioning and then you know the rest other phases of the season. So the fact that we saw Marcus Allen make some big plays, Hunter Wooler, Skylar Bell, uh, a number of other players on this roster should be encouraging to this team and to, to fans watching this team that there are some, even though some good players are leaving, there's some other young players who have flashed potential who could step in and, and be impact um, type options. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, that's the perfect segue into our discussion to kind of a way too 
early look at 2022. These are only a couple of questions. We're not going to dive in position by position right now. It's not necessarily worth it until the dust settles to see who does come back. You know, Fion Hicks kind of, you know, started it all off in terms of those that were undecided now making announcements again, Van Hicks has declared for the NFL draft. It's not going to use that extra year of eligibility to come back for a sixth season for Wisconsin. We'll still see what happens with Keanu Benton, who said he was thinking about coming back. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, he told reporters that and we'll see what Leo Chanel does. The inside linebacker, big 10, Butkus Fitzgerald linebacker of the year, all American. We know that Josh Seltzner and Logan Bruss are no longer coming back. Seltzner told the reporters that, uh, I think the Wisconsin State Journal and Milwaukee Journal Sentinel picked that up. There, Bruss confirmed with BadgerBlitz.com that he's not returning. Tyler Beach, we're not sure yet. Uh, he told me a couple of weeks ago, told when I was with some reporters, when I asked them about a decision, he was still un, you know undecided as of two weeks ago. So we'll see what Tyler Beach does with that left tackle spot, uh, among others. So it's going to be real interesting to see what else happens and transpires in terms of those players announcements. So we won't get into position position by position. However, I'll ask, ask you two questions, Ben, on this. First off, what is the one position group you're most interested in heading into the 2022 season? Oh, um, well, I think the only position group that returns everybody is the uh, Colin Marsh and Andy Vujovic, uh, the punter. <laughs> I, I think that's the only position that's not going to have any turnover moving into next season you know quarterback to me is the one area that Wisconsin needs growth and it's going to be interesting for me to see where does Graham Mertz take a step because I think a lot of people would agree with me that Graham Mertz from year one to year two as a starter did not take a significant step forward there were some moments this year that were very good I thought there were some moments in the bowl game where he hung in there and he made great throws that resulted in first downs, moving the chains, big chunk plays that kept Wisconsin going and put Wisconsin in position to win the game. But there are those moments, like we, you talked about earlier in the game, um, a throw uh, to, I think it was to Pryor that was, that was late. Uh, was that a Mertz decision that was a bad throw behind him? Or did, did Pryor run a did, – did he not run the correct route? Did he break off the route too soon? Hard to say, but still it doesn't look good. There's other plays this year where Graham Mertz just – simply made bad decisions, locks on a target. You know, he, I think the best thing that can happen to Graham Mertz this next year is he doesn't have Jake Ferguson anymore because there were times this season where Mertz would just lock on to Ferguson and totally block out other options that were open or becoming open for him that could have led to bigger plays. So how will Mertz attack this next season knowing that he's going to have a bigger burden on himself without so many key weapons? Will Paul Chris? bring in a transfer quarterback with some experience to challenge Mertz. We've seen Chase Wolf. Um, Chase Wolf doesn't appear to be someone that can lead Wisconsin consistently um, at the Big Ten level. Just from the limited time we've seen him in practices and in games, it, that doesn't seem like it's there either. Will Paul Chris make the decision to hire an offensive coordinator, quarterback coach to help Mertz more than he's been able to just because it just it didn't, doesn't seem like right now offensively it's working with the makeup at, at Wisconsin. So that to me is the most interesting thing between now and spring is what kind of happens in that quarterback room, that offensive coordinator room to kind of energize this offense with so many young pieces around it. Cause there's talent there. There's young talent. Can Wisconsin maximize it? I don't know if they were able to do that 
this past year, and that's the reason why they're playing in the Las Vegas Bowl and not a New Year's Day Bowl or a New Year's Six Bowl. Right, and you, you talk about that wide receivers room, you know, too. You know, Chimray DK, there, Alvis Wooded was raving about him a couple weeks ago uh, on the early signing period availability they had on December 15th, raved about him when asked, you know, talked about Marcus Allen a lot, uh, Skylar Bell. He, you know, he mentioned he was injured for part of the year, uh, so he didn't get as many reps as Marcus. So, yeah, that's going to be, you know, there is there is talent within that wide receiver room. I think there's wide receiver talent or there's talent going into that room for this year with Tommy McIntosh, who I know that you you talked about in our roundtable for the early signing period. Uh, but also you had, you know, uh, Vinny Anthony II, who's a, it seems like he has, he's got length and the speed to him too. So it'll be interesting to see what the wide receiver room can go from there. Uh, you know, for me, you know, I'll go on the opposite side of the ball. I mean, there's so many that you're interested in. Like I'm, I may be most interested. It's either offensive line, Ben, with, with Seltzner and Bruss for sure leaving to see who takes on the tackle spots. Uh, and also just the, the battle for the left guard spot where I could, it could be Michael Furtney. It could be Cormac Sampson, depending upon, uh, what transpires there, you know, in terms of, you know, cause Cormac Sampson battled Seltzner for the starting job in fall camp. And then for Furtney, you know, Furtney is just a versatile athlete on the line too. So I think that's one, but you know, I'll go on the opposite side to kind of for mine, I think the safety group, you know, you talk about the cornerbacks, but you know, no, no Nelson, no Wilder for next season. Those are two experienced guys. And you had John Torchio come in, uh, especially for Minnesota and uh, the Arizona state games. You have Trey, you know, you have Blaylock uh, who I think uh, could be, he looks the part, looks athletic. looks like he can be used in various ways within that defense. But then after those two, you know, is it going to be the Hunter Wohler show? You know, former four-star kid out of Muskego. Obviously the prep accolades were huge. He played a lot of special teams. He burned his, red shirt for the 2021 season and you know jim Rent leonard raved about him uh talking about how you know i think it was a month ago or well now two months ago uh now that we're in january but you know he talked about you know i think it was in november talking about the you know picking up the speed of the defense in the, in, in the past three to four weeks of that time and what he was doing and how he was stopped you know and whatnot and there's a lot of i think a lot of people are really intrigued to see what he can do coming up next year but after that i mean if there are injuries or whatnot who else will step up step up there's owen arnett who is a walk-on uh from from, from the in-state area you have austin brown who you know a 2022 signee who looks like an absolute player for them so it'll be interesting to see just what happens at safety after you know you have eric burrell leave after the 2020 campaign and now you have nelson and wilder depart it will be, you know, there'll be winds of change throughout this team heading into 2022. But, you know, that that group, you know, I think is underappreciated. That's going to be really interesting to watch to see how Blaylock and Torchio and Wohler and others step up. Yeah, I mean, it, you you just look at the depth chart from, from where this team was going into the bowl game, and each position group has some question mark heading into the spring. And there, like I said, there's, there's opportunities – endless opportunities here for players to step up. Um, you know, you look at the defensive line, Matt Hankinson is going to be gone. Rose Johnson, James Thompson, what can they do? You know, outside linebacker, can CJ Getz uh, move into a bigger role? I think we assume that Leo Chanel is going to be gone. So now you're going to lose your top three inside linebackers and Chanel Sanborn and Mike Mascalunas. 
what can you know can Tatum Grass be an every down player, or do you look at more at uh, Mumu Nanjong uh, Meta and Jordan Turner playing bigger roles? We've talked about you know the, the secondary. You know, Trayvon Blaylock has been in this program a long time and has kind of been bounced around a little bit. He's done some good things on special teams, but can he be an every down defensive player? Um, the left tackle is and Logan Brown clean up those little mistakes that are preventing him from taking that big step forward and be a the Wisconsin's anchor at that position. Um, you know, Braylon Allen, we know what Braylon Allen can do. You know, who's going to be the number two back? Will Ches Malushi be ready for the season opener? It could be close. Will Wisconsin bring in transfers somewhere to kind of build some depth? So many question marks here with this team going forward. But, you know, the, this team this past year, I think it had a good foundation. Um, I give them a lot of credit. You know, you start off one and three. You don't look very pretty in those first, you know, four games of the season. You don't look great against Illinois or Army, but you win those games. And I thought just the ball started to get rolling a little bit with this team, and they rattled off seven wins. They won eight of their last nine to have a respectable season, not a season that they wanted by any stretch. So this team was talking Big Ten, championship, CFP, birth and all those things and fell short obviously but you know i think for this young group to see the success that they had over the course of the final two and a half months or so of the year i think that's such a good uh good foundation i just use that word but it, it's a good place to start going into this off season to know how important every opportunity is to prevent stubbing your toe so early on like they did this past year Last question before we get you out of here, Ben. What is the one position group we talk about all the question marks and just with every position, but what position group are you most assured of heading into the 2022 season? Uh, I'll go with my field goal kicker and my punter. Um, just because, like I mentioned, <laughs> just because you, like I already talked about quarterback and I kind of, without thinking of it, I just went down every position. Um, there's just so many unknowns with this team. There's, there's no one position that I think a, a Wisconsin fan or even a Wisconsin coach can can look at and say that position is set I don't have to worry about that position I like the depth of that position I will say nose tackle Um, Keanu Benton I think has been phenomenal throughout his three years here that you know he is going to be the anchor of your defensive line now who's his backup going to be so because Bryson Bryson Williams has graduated he's moving on Who's the number two nose tackle going to be? You know, I think that's why the sign of Curtis Neal this past uh, December on signing day was so important for them because Neal can be that nose tackle of the future. Now, don't know what his health is going to be because he's coming off an ACL injury that cost him his senior season. Will he be ready? Will he get snaps this next year? So really, Jake, every position has work to do. And when you fall short of winning a Big Ten championship, every position should have work to do um, that you need to improve. And so I think offense, defense, special teams, and coaching staff all need to have a significant step forward uh, here in 2022 to get this program back to a level of, you know, competing at a, a higher level in the big 10 and in the bowl season than just second place in the division and the Las Vegas bowl. Right. Absolutely. And you talk about Bryson Williams too, you know, and I think was it Zach Halpern tweeted out that Ross Kalaji said he wasn't returning. Then you saw Jeff Patrikas on the journal Sentinel have that about uh, Williams, but what he's doing now after the season. So 
you know, it, that, that's going to be a huge position with that nose tackle group uh, to see, if, you know, if Gio Piaz, who, who got some looks at nose tackle during last spring, if he can step up and uh, see what happens with Curtis Neal, among others in that group. Uh, you know, for me, though, the one that I feel most assured about, and it is losing a key starter with Noah Burks, but outside linebacker to me stands out because you still have Nick Herbig coming back. And was third on the team in tackles, is 64, third on the team in tackles for loss, 14.5 led the team in sacks with nine uh, along with a couple of quarterback quarterback hurries and, and pass breakups to his name this season. But you, know, you have that who I feel he could be an NFL ready prospect, especially heading into his third season in 2022, but behind them, you know, you have guys with playing experience. Now you have, you know, of course, Spencer Lytle was injured, uh, you know, for, for portions of this year. Uh, did not play. Uh, I'm trying to think how many games he actually suited up for. Uh, but you also get five games, with, with, which is on Wisconsin side right now. You have CJ Getz, uh, who is, you know, in my eyes, you know, I, I don't think people talked about his strength uh, and this year at some point, but I think he, you know, has a chance to step up in that starting role. You saw what Daryl Peterson could do, you know, during the bowl game. And I think he's going to have to be one that steps up within that group. But because of Herbig, and you know, I think there are some contributors there. I know Isaiah Green May is no longer going to be there. He's committed, and I think he—I don't know if he signed yet with Northern Illinois, but he, you know, is going on to the MAC uh, for next season. So, but I think those guys—we'll uh, see what TJ, you know, Bowlers can do and whatnot in his second year. But I do like what they have at outside linebacker. There's still questions, but uh, I think there is enough depth there with an outside linebacker room that can, you know, will help take on the blow of, of losing Burks who I don't think people realize he had eight and a half set tackles for loss this year, uh, which is pretty, you know, and then 43 tackles, 4.5 sacks. So, but uh, you know, with her big back, I think with the talent in that room, that's one I'm more assured of, but you know, there are questions everywhere, but I think, I think Noah Burks turned himself into a, a pretty good outside linebacker over the course of the last year and a half. Um, beginning of last season, right. wasn't quite sold on him, and I think he made a smart decision to come back. And I think this year certainly helped his NFL draft stock. Um, don't know by how many rounds. Don't know if he still will go undrafted, but I think now he's a much better NFL prospect um, than he was at the end of last season. That's a credit to him for for re- recognizing he could get better and. You know, he, he did, and that was a, one of the key pieces to Jim Laird's, you know, run defense this past season was Noah Burks on the edge. Absolutely. You know, and then obviously the football season ended, but before we let you go, Ben, what do you got going on for, for basketball coming up and features and other stuff, games coming up? I mean, Big Ten schedule now revving back up after, uh, you know, a couple of non-conference games. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what Wisconsin and the Big Ten are going to, how they're going to get through this season. Um, certainly with, with the Omicron, COVID coming back, and every every conference has been impacted. Wisconsin had a game lost to George Mason because of this, and you know they were down five players against Illinois State but found a way to win. You know, they're in a good spot. They're 10-2 going into uh, Mackey Arena here on the third in a couple days. Purdue's ranked third in the country. They have a really good front court. Um, Wisconsin is like five and forty-two all-time at Mackey Arena, so it's not a friendly place to play. Um, that's a tough way to restart the Big Ten. But I'll say one thing about Wisconsin: Wisconsin basketball. They're going to be entertaining this entire year. Um, you don't know what you're going to get with them, 
from game to game or even from half to half. Um, I think that's what's going to keep it um, interesting. It's going to keep people tuned in. It's going to be frustrating at times. But I think it's going to be encouraging to see how this team uh, fights and how gritty they are. And, you know, the, the Indiana game was a perfect example, down 22 uh, found a way to come back and win. The Illinois State game was a good example. Up by as many as 20, lead is cut to six. Uh, second half, up by as many as 18, leads cut to one. Still find ways to win. Um, you know, we have a feature up on the site here probably tomorrow on Chucky Hepburn, what he's done defensively for this team. Uh, we'll have full coverage of all the games, home and away, all season. You're going to help me out in a month with a couple games, get you in the basketball swing of things. Uh, I have a fun feature all season long that is going to examine Wisconsin against Big Ten teams uh, and how the series has changed over the last two decades. So plenty of stuff. Um, and I know you're going to have stuff, too, kind of breaking down more of the football positions. So we'll have plenty of things to talk about with Wisconsin Athletics at BadgerBlitz.com. You betcha, Ben, man. Thanks for making time on this podcast. Have a wonderful start to the new year, my friend, and I'm sure I'll see you soon. All right, take care. Folks, it's Ben Wargle, Benjamin Wargle's senior writer, covering the men's basketball beat for BadgerBlitz.com. Can take a quick pay- break, uh, pay some bills with some ads, come back, wrap up the show here on BadgerBlitz.com and the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. And that wraps up our edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, brought to you by Overtime Media. Thank you again to Ben Wargle, our senior writer at BadgerBlitz.com, uh, for joining us to kind of a little bit of a recap and what we saw, of course, in the las vegas bowl but also just looking ahead right and that's what we all do nowadays you'll see as ben mentioned we're going to have position by position kind of recaps and analysis about the good times the not so good times and what's ahead and we'll also of course have basketball coverage recruiting never ends so you know be sure to check out badgerblitz.com for more if anything comes of that with either the 2023 class or what's left of the 2022 class and the actual national signing day coming up in early February. So make sure you follow us on Twitter uh, for, for, I should say, Ben, it's at the Badger nation. For me, it's at J Coco K O C O for John McNamara, McNamara rivals and badgerblitz.com at badger underscore blitz for our, our staff writer, Raul Vasquez. It's Raul V 45. Also YouTube. Go to Badger Blitz. Just search Badger Blitz. You'll find our channel. We have 730 subscribers as of Saturday afternoon. Thank you all for that. And ensure uh, to check out. We got, we'll have more content coming up, some unique content as we head into the offseason for football and more with basketball too. And, of course, with this podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, I think we're here. I think we're there. I think we're everywhere. So be sure to check us out there. Thank you all for listening. Have a wonderful start to 2022. Be safe, be healthy, take care of each other. We'll talk to you soon on another edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast powered by Overtime Media.